pupils right now you're listening to the artistic eye podcast i'm your host dorian with three eyes aka d-o-r-i-i-i-o-n you can find me on all social media platforms at exactly that first and foremost i'm going to take the time to tell you that i'm extremely grateful and thankful that you even took the time to listen to this podcast whether it's two seconds 20 seconds or this entire fucking episode i want to let you know that i appreciate you for even lending me your ear so thank you holds true for all spiritual Sundays, okay? These episodes are specifically for people who have an open mind, specifically for people who don't follow dogma. Spiritual Sundays are specifically for people who are looking at the broader perspective, looking at things with three eyes rather than two. Yo, 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 what's good, my pupils? This is following another astrological segment. This is directly linked to episode 236. If you haven't already checked that out, I'm basically talking about Venus, the introductory to Venus and your birth charts and all that good jazz. But now we're about to go deeper into that. What does Venus actually mean and why does it mean that? And more specifically, why does it seem so different for all of us in our charts? Because, you know, that's one of the reasons why people don't agree with astrology because it seems as though it's a one size fits all when we know there's never a one size that fits all so let's just dive deep into it venus the sign of love or the sign of art or creativity or beauty aesthetics all of those things can be equated to the same thing again that is venus so venus is the natural ruler of both the signs taurus and libra now before i start going too deep into that what does that mean Well, Venus naturally rules over the second and the seventh houses of astrology. These houses are directly linked to Taurus and Libra. So, actually, before I even go on into that, all of these planets that I do are going to usually have two rulers or two co-rulers. The only planets that don't rule two signs are the sun and the moon. Um... And a little bit of the external planets, a.k.a. Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto. But other than that, your personal planets always deal with two signs. So Mars deals with two signs. Venus deals with two signs. Saturn deals with two signs. So whenever we deal with two signs, that is a direct representation of everything we see in life. That's why you have two eyes. But see... Even though you have two eyes, I mentioned this before, you only see it from one perspective. That's why your two eyes only make one image overall. So in terms of the planets, what are we talking about two eyes and the planets? The planets are representing the duality, the the polarity, the North Pole, the South Pole, etc., etc. All that can be equated to masculine and feminine, light and dark. The same dualities I talk about all the time in this podcast and trying to figure out how to get in between, how to reach the middle ground. 
But before we even figure out all of that, we have to figure out what that even means. So masculine and feminine. In terms of the planets, they always deal with terms of externalization versus internalization. The external world versus the internal world. What you see versus what you feel. What you think versus what you feel. Again, masculine and feminine. Yin and yang. So back to the planets. What does that have to do with Venus and everything else that deals with two signs? Well, more specifically for Venus being ruled or ruling Taurus in Libra, you have one sign that is more masculine in nature and you have one sign that's more feminine in nature. This is why you have two different signs because they're being represented in two different energy sources. So in terms of Venus, the masculine sign of Venus will be Taurus. The feminine side of Venus will be Libra. And actually, I just messed that up and I'm going to keep that. <laughs> little mess up come and show you I don't give a fuck about messing up I'm a human I mess up all right so I'm not about to erase that mistake I'm just gonna go over it what I meant to say was Libra is the masculine side of Venus not the feminine and Taurus is the feminine side of Venus not the masculine and here's why like everything I'm saying like don't confuse me as being someone else who just comes out here and just starts saying a bunch of shit because it sounds nice. No, I can actually explain it to you and tell you why it's that way. So I'm going to tell you why Taurus is the feminine side and why Libra is the masculine side. Again, I already broke down masculinity femininity. Masculinity a lot of times is dealing with externalization, a.k.a. pushing outwards. Feminine energy is about internalization, a.k.a. taking things in. Now, when we look at the signs of Venus, a.k.a. Taurus and Libra, they're going to do exactly that whenever it comes to Venusian aspects, a.k.a. things that deal with love, beauty, values, and appreciation. So in terms of Libra, they're more likely going to express their love. They're going to express the things they value. They're going to show you very, whether it be verbally, physically, whether you can just see it, whatever, it's going to be very obvious the things that they care about. Tourists, maybe, maybe not. Tourists are going to be a little more reserved. The things they care about, tourists speaking, they're going to internalize it more. So if they do value something, they're going to sit there and think about it 20 times over until they let you know that they value that. Libra might jump and tell you they value it before they even realize that they value it, if that makes sense. So again, how does that tie into feminine energies and masculine energies? Well, it brings in. It it cultivates as it brings in. That would be the tourist aspect. That's why a lot of times tourists are seen as the the manifestors of the zodiac sign. Or not even just the manifestors, even though they are considered that. But that's dealing with the moon. We'll get to that. But it all deals with the Venusian aspects. But that's why because they take in those aspects of beauty and values they take in those aspects of caring about something right and even more so when we look at the second house another placement of Taurus all of that deals with values your gifts the things that you feel like you have to offer to the world for example your talents and your gifts your traits all of that you can't even 
dive deeply into those gifts if you don't first feel like you have it as something to give to the world. You get what I'm saying? Like, you can't enjoy your gifts if you don't value those gifts in the first place. Like they say, use it or lose it, right? Let's say you're talented with drawing or something like that, right? If you don't even value drawing in the first place, you will never use that gift of drawing. You get what I'm saying? That all deals with the second house. Again, Venus. But that's why it's the internal version of Venus. Because, like I said, these things have to be internalized first before you can externalize them. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's why tourists have to think about the things that they value. That's why tourists has to actually make sense of these things first before they just start doing things, right? And then Libra, the external version, the masculine version of Venus, right? That's getting to the seventh house. The seventh house deals with relationships. And not just relationships in terms of people, because when we think about relationships, we only think about relationships with people. And not only that, we only think about a very specific kind of relationships with people, which is marriage, boyfriend and girlfriend. But there's all types of fucking relationships. You in a relationship with your boss. I don't know if you're fucking him or her, but you're still in a relationship with him. You're in a relationship with your, with your best friend. You're in a relationship with your car. That's, that's, see, now I'm going real esoteric with this. Like I said, people think about relationships with people. You're in a relationship with every fucking thing you're connecting with, you're interacting with. Like, the way you pump your gas is a fucking relationship. Are you relating in a harmonious way or are you spilling the gas every fucking way? You get what I'm saying? Like, you're relating to everything around you. That's the seventh house. That's Libra. That is externalization. How can you relate with someone if you don't externalize shit? Okay, let's make it practical. Like I said, we always think about relationships in terms of people. Okay, if we're talking about people, how can you be in a relationship with someone if you don't talk to them? If you don't express, if you don't communicate with them? That is externalization. That's exactly what I'm talking about when I say Libra being the masculine side of Venus. So the things that you value, the things you care about, being a Libra, Venus, or just Libra in general, you're actually going to say that. You're going to show people that. It's going to be apparent to people. And in terms of the seventh house, people are going to be able to build bonds with you based off of those things that you could relate with. Like, again, back to humans. When we form relationships with people, it's easy for us to form relationships with people when we have similar values with that person. Nine times out of ten, your best friend right now, you're only best friends with them because you found out y'all both like the same shit or y'all do the same shit or whatever, right? That's an example of relations. That's an example of connecting and building on that relation. Coming together on values. Again, what is that? Venus, Libra, seventh house energies. So, hopefully me breaking it down like this shows you why the masculine and feminine nature is actually means something in the astrological sense right in the case for all for all of you who are probably not listening for the past i don't know 15 minutes let me break it down for you much simpler okay tourist signs receive love first and then they'll push it out libra give off love first and then they'll take it in right and that's not to say that there isn't nuances within those but that 
in itself is what makes those archetypes those archetypes, okay? So the things that you value, again, all of that goes with Venus. Then I tie it back into art and creativity. I basically already basically said why Venus is related to art in the first part of Venus, which was episode 236, I believe. But just to go deeper into that. Wait, hold on. Fuck the end. All right, so basically to go deeper into that, uh, the astrological, I mean, the art aspects of Venus, right? Well, let's look again at the houses, the second and seventh house, the natural placements of Venus. The second house being the sign of Taurus is also associated with, like I said, your gifts, the things that you feel like you have to offer to the world. Now, whether you identify as an artist or not, your gifts, your talents, your whatever, right, that you feel artistically or creatively uh, impacted by is always going to be in the second house. Okay, so even if you are completely uncreative, even if you're someone who are, I don't know, math-based, logical-based, right? Let's say you're, you only give a fuck about, I don't know, computer engineering, right? Whatever. But let's say you're very skilled at that. Let's say you, you fucking... I don't know, Bill Gates with this shit, with this shit, right? Like, you knew about this since you were six years old. Literally. Bill Gates been in computers since he was six years old. But yeah, anyway, let's say you're Bill Gates with this shit, right? Even if you aren't an artist, everything that you consider to be your art, which is subjective, is going to be in the second house. Again, the sign of Taurus. The things that you value. Because again, you can't even create anything if you don't at least value that. If you're a singer, you can't sing if you don't value your voice. If you're a race car driver, you can't drive if you don't value your ability to to drive in the first place. All of that is Taurus. Which, again, is why Taurus is considered to be the ultimate manifester. Like I said, that's getting into the moon sign. But because I'm talking about Venus signs, I have to bring that up here, too. Taurus is often equated to being the, the, the ultimate manifester because, one... The moon is exalted in Taurus. And I briefly talked about exaltations, but for a better understanding, in a simpler way, to be exalted means you're at the highest point. Okay? So the moon being something that represents your reactions and as well as the things that you attract in your life. If the moon is exalted, that means it's going to attract things in the highest degree, in the highest form. You might also react in the highest form with an exalted moon, right? But considering it being in Taurus, there's going to be aspects of Venus in there. So that means you're going to attract a lot of things that deals with values. So what does that mean? That means you might yourself have a lot of values. Or people might throw their values onto you. That can be a good or bad thing. It can be a good thing because... If you guys share values, they might share something with you that you can do something with. You can make something with that value. But if you don't have the same values, people are going to be throwing their values onto you and trying to conform you, trying to make you 
force yourself into a box of their values. You get what I'm saying? They're going to try to make you do what they want you to do, what they want you to do, not what you want to do. So if you're a Taurus moon, you got to be wary of that. Watch out for that. People are going to try to take advantage of you. But even more so, tying back in with Venus, you're going to attract a lot of gifts. You're going to attract a lot of talents. You're going to attract a lot of beauty, right? Whether it be physical, material, or mentally, spiritually, whatever, however you decide to look at it. But because you attract these things in Taurus being ruled by Venus, you're going to be more inclined to not only appreciate what's coming to you, but do something with that energy, right? And what is manifestation other than using the energies that you have in front of you to create something out of that? That's Taurus self. That's Taurus science in itself. But another thing to think about is Taurus is an earth sign. Venus ruling Taurus. Venus gets to do all the shit it wants to do in an earthly aspect. So again, Venus representing values, the things that you love, things that you care about. And then earth representing materialism, the physical plane, the physical dimension, etc., etc. That can end up playing out as someone who is very sensual, someone who cares a lot about physical pleasures. Now, physical pleasures, a lot of y'all motherfuckers right now thinking about sex and shit. That don't got to be the only type of physical pleasures. That's one of them. But you have more than just the sense of feeling. You have sight. You have sound. You have taste. Right? All of those will be considered sensual pleasures. And Venus being the, the literal planet of pleasures is going to go all out in the signs of Taurus. And that's why you hear stereotypes about Taurus being uh, hedonistic, a.k.a. you might hear signs or, or stereotypes about Taurus eating a lot or having sex a lot or talking about sex a lot or just simple shit like really liking relaxing clothes or soft clothes and shit like that. That's all because of the sensual aspects, the sensual, sensual aspects that Venus plays when it comes into the earth signs of Taurus. You get what I'm saying? Now back to art. What does that got to do with art? What the fuck does any of that have to do with art? Well, think about it. Like I said, art is subjective, right? So if you're an artist, whether you work with your hands or not, if you have Venus and Taurus, you're going to be more inclined to do something related to the senses. Even if, let's say, you don't work with your hands, okay? But what's, what's, what's some type of artist that doesn't work with their hands? Musicians. Easy one to think about. They work with their voices. But let's say you're a musician with a Venus and Taurus. You might make songs about shit that deals with physical feelings, the things that you feel. Not emotional feelings. Physical feelings. You can, you can count on a Taurus of Venus and Taurus to, to actually talk about having sex. You can count on a Venus and Taurus person to actually talk about how nice their clothes feel. Not how, how good they look, but how they feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever hear people talk about how they got a cashmere sweater and satin pajamas? That's a Venus and Taurus sign right there. Okay? Now, if you're an artist, think about that. How can you add that element more into your creations in a conscious way? How can you talk more about the sensual pleasures, your 
your senses in general, right? Everything that you sense, sight, sound, taste, all of that. How can you put that into your creations? Because if you're a Taurus sign of, of Venus and Taurus and you're consciously aware of why you're doing this, you might be able to create something even more inspirational because you're working within your energies. You get what I'm saying? But that's the second house. That's Taurus. That's Venus. But like I said, there's another side of this that we have to start to digest. And that's the seventh house. That's Libra. The externalization. Because like I said, the internal is all about the feelings taken in. Now it's talking about expressing, pushing out. So with the Taurus, or I keep saying Taurus, with the Venus and Libra, I know I keep talking about music and stuff like that, but Libras are more likely to actually be the musicians in terms of art compared to the Taurus sign because they are the expressive ones. They will actually say that shit that they're thinking about. You get what I'm saying? As well as they will actually want to relate to you on that. They will want to make you a part of the things that they're creating. You can count on a, a, a Libra sign or Venus and Libra sign to want to add others to the creation process instead of trying to just create it all on their own. That goes into, again, the seventh house, how we relate to people. But another thing to think about with, again, Venus representing beauty so much of the time and then seventh house and Libra representing relationships with a Venus and Libra just being heavily Libra dominated you might be the type of person who seeks out beautiful relationships now remember beauty is subjective it doesn't have to mean you're only going to want to be around people who you consider to be physically attractive it just means that you won't want to fuck with anybody unless you feel beautiful with them you get what I'm saying that's Venus Libra shit in general you're going to view that relationship as being beautiful Even if the way you met that person Was through an argument Even if the first conversation you, you had with that person Led to a fight If you ended up eventually becoming friends with that person You're going to value the fuck out of that person A.K.A. You're going to view this relationship as a beautiful relationship Now to bring it back to art Like I said, you're in a relationship with everything Even the things that you create Or the things that other people create with a Venus in Libra or just being heavily Libra dominated, you're not going to want to create anything unless it's beautiful. Now, again, beauty is subjective. But, you know, you got some people out there who create things for shock value. They might create things that they think is ugly, but they only create it just to piss people off or to make a statement. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I create shit just to fucking make a statement. With the Libra sign, though, but just being Libra, heavily Libra dominated, you don't give a fuck about making a statement. You want it to look good. And even if you do want it to make a statement, you better make sure that shit look fucking good. <laughs> Otherwise, the statement won't even come out right. That's the way a Libra would go about it. Right? You care about the beauty. You care about the aesthetics. You care about the overall presentation of things with a Venus in Libra. Or again, just being Libra dominated. All of that, again, deals with Relationships. You see how relationships doesn't have to deal with people, but how you relate to people or how people relate to you. With a Libra and Venus, you ain't going to want people to relate to you unless they see you as being beautiful. 
know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not trying to say you self-centered or insecure per se, but you don't want to be seen unless you see yourself or at least you can see other people seeing yourself as highly aesthetically pleasing. You get what I'm saying? But that's just two aspects of this. There's even more, at least 12 plus more aspects of Venus, and we're going to go even deeper into those. But that was just the masculine and feminine sides of Venus, a.k.a. Taurus and Libra, a.k.a. second and seventh houses. I'm going to give you some more examples of Venus because I'm not satisfied. I don't think you motherfuckers understand what Venus really fucking means. So let's go deep into it. What is Venus? All right. Again, Venus is the things that you value, the things that you are connected with, the things that you're willing to compromise with, the things that you're willing to be in a relationship with. It's also the way you decorate things. So if you're an interior designer, wherever your Venus is, is going to be how you decorate shit. If your Venus is in Virgo, you're going to be very anal about shit. You're going to be very organized with shit. If your Venus is in Aries, you might be random. You might be all over the place and not give a fuck about the small details. If your Venus is in Taurus, you might care about the details, but so much to the point that you only care about the physical details, not necessarily the things behind the scenes. You want to see it actually look like a structure rather than what the structure is behind the scenes. For example, right? Let's say you're a contractor. Let's say you make houses for a fucking living. Let's say you have a Venus in Taurus. With a Venus in Taurus, you want to know what those fucking beams are that keep the building up. What kind of steel beams those are, where they came from. Are they the highest quality steel beams? If you was a Venus in Aries, you don't give a fuck about that shit. You just want to fucking put the beams up. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing to think about is the signs has a lot to do with the way your Venus plays out. Okay? Because... The signs have an energy of their own. The signs ruled by Venus, of course, are going to be more Venetian than others. That's why Taurus and Libras are going to be the more creative types. And Pisces, because Pisces is exalted. Oh, I'm sorry. Venus is exalted in Pisces. So everything Taurus and Libra represent on a general perspective, Pisces can go overboard with that shit. So what did I say about Tauruses? I said Tauruses can overindulge in sensual pleasures. Well, guess what? Pisces can really overindulge in sensual pleasures. See, the thing with Pisces is, and maybe I'll do this when I get to Pisces, but the thing with Pisces is, is they're ruled by Neptune, which is another artistic planet, which deals with all imagination, everything that you imagine. And your imagination is an illusion in itself. So a lot of times the things that Pisces do, they're going to be in an illusion about it, meaning they won't see the reality in things. And sometimes they might think they see a reality that is not really there. So when it comes to overindulging, right, Pisces are more likely to overindulge than a Taurus just for the simple fact of that Neptunian energy. They might overindulge and not realize that they're overindulging and end up becoming addicted to some shit. Whereas a Taurus... They might overindulge, but while they're overindulging, they know it. You, you get what I'm saying? And once you know something, you have a little bit more power and control over it rather than being power and controlled by it. So if you're a Pisces, I want you to just keep in mind that you're likely to overindulge into things. So just be careful with what you do. That's all I'm going to say. But do what the fuck you want to do. You know, you know me. Value your perspective. But back to Venus, right? And how you might play out these Venetian aspects. 
The way you decorate, the way you set your room up has to do with Venus. The way you, the way you, all right, so again, I said Venus deals with the things that you value. And we all value different shit. But when I say the things you value, I mean specifically the things that you are willing to compromise with. Okay? So that's why it deals with the second and seventh houses. Because, for example, relationships. Relationships work because of compromise. Relationships relationships build and grow and get stronger because of compromise. So... The people you're willing to compromise with, you're likely going to have a stronger relationship with those people. That's the seventh house aspect. That's the Venus aspect. That's the masculine side of of Venus, right? Libra. And then the second house, Taurus. The actual things you're willing to compromise with. For example, um, maybe you can't afford a specific phone, but you can afford a different phone that is in the same realm or same category of the things that you wanted, right? That's a compromise. Because you couldn't get the other one, you have to go with the other one, right? That's compromisation. The, the actual material things. Uh, the houses. You know, what house are you willing to compromise? Do you want to go buy this house or do you want to go to that? No, no, it's my turn. What houses are you willing to compromise? Do you rather live in a... A specific area versus another area. You know that this area might be a bad area, but you can actually afford to live in this area. So you're going to live there. That's a compromise. But that's a compromise with a thing rather than a person. So again, with Venus, being the things that you're willing to compromise with, if you look at it from an art aspect, things you're willing to compromise with, creatively speaking, are the things that you may or may not be necessarily skilled at or may or may not necessarily care about, but it's gonna be the things that you want to do regardless. For example, you may not be necessarily a good uh, draftsman, AKA you might not necessarily be good at drawing, but if you're Venus and Taurus, you value the fuck out of that shit. So because you don't give a fuck, you're gonna continue to do it regardless of whether or not other people care about it. Just the simple fact that you value it. And that's why you know, it's, it's a good plug to talk about myself. <laughs> That's why I say value your perspective all the time. Because for those of you who don't know, my moon sign is Taurus. My rising sign is Taurus. So my whole chart is ruled by Venus. So I have no choice but to talk about values. With me being a Taurus rising though, aka with Venus rule in my first house, the house of self, the house of personality, I have no choice but to value my shit. You get what I'm saying? I have no choice but to value my perspective. I have no choice but to value the way I see things. But being in a world where so many people lack this Venetian quality, I see, or I should say, I feel the need to talk about it, to get more people to value their things, regardless of whether or not other people value that. And what is that leading into? That's leading into self-confidence, the way you feel about yourself, you know, like self-esteem. That's what I'm talking about right now, self-esteem. And the second house deals all with second. Uh, the second house deals all with self-esteem. If you don't believe me, you can literally do a Google search right now and look up what the second house means. Eventually, you're going to find someone that says self-esteem. And that's another thing, too, is every time I get on here, 
I don't do this shit. Like, I don't read something and then go and regurgitate what I read. I tell you directly off top, okay? And the reason I'm able to do that is not to say that I didn't once read something before, but one thing I notice with people, especially in the spiritual community, is they read something and they take it as fact, then they go and preach about it to everyone as if it's fact, without first understanding how the fuck it is fact in the first place. Like, for example, I can sit here and tell you my anecdotal experience about the world, but until you see it for yourself, you can't claim it as fact. So don't go around telling other people about my experience as if it's yours. And that's what I see so many people doing. When I tell you something, whether it be about astrology, whether it be about art or whatever, I'm telling you from my personal experience. And that's why I'm able to talk about these things because I know how I connect with the information that's given to me. Which again goes back into valuing your perspective. But in terms of valuing your perspective and self-esteem to get back on track, Taurus represents all of that because things that you value oftentimes are going to be the things that help make up your self-esteem. That's why people who value particular things are so often to show those things off. For example, just from a uh, a low frequency example, right? There's a lot of people who value expensive cars, right? And those people who value expensive cars, they're going to be the ones who show everyone their expensive cars. They're going to post it on Instagram. They can't wait to tell you about when they got it, et cetera, et cetera, right? Those will be the same people who built their entire self-esteem around that car, aka around that value. For example, Again, with expensive cars. It'll be the people with expensive cars who have the highest self-esteem. It'll be the ones who got the expensive cars who think they can do anything in the world and pull any girl or pull any guy in the world because of their self-esteem, which is all wrapped up into this thing that they value. Again, second house. Again, Taurus. Again, Venus. So the things that you value tie into your self-esteem. Back to art. Whatever you value... It's going to be wrapped up into your self-esteem, whether you're consciously aware of that or not. In terms of art, if you do good photography or bad photography, it doesn't matter. Just the fact that you value it yourself is going to give you a sense of self-esteem. More specifically, with the strong Venusian placements, especially like Taurus Venus or Libra Venus, right? A.K.A. the signs that's ruled by Venus in the first place. They're going to be more inclined to value their own shit first because they know what values are. So they're going to be more inclined to value their own shit first, which again ties into self-esteem because if you're a bad photographer, but you genuinely believe you're a good photographer and you value all the photos that you've taken, when someone comes and tells you this photo is trash, with you being ruled by Venus or being tourist dominated or whatnot, you might take that into account. Oh, okay, maybe I need to do this differently. But you won't stop taking you won't stop taking pictures. You won't stop doing what you want to do. You won't stop fucking doing it because you valued that shit in the first place. Again, self-esteem. Now, of course, this is different for everybody. You might still be a tourist son and still have low self-esteem. I'm not saying that. It all goes into the way those planets are aspecting other planets as well. But just generally speaking, the things that you things that you gain self-esteem by are going to be the things that you're willing to continue doing. 
AKA compromise. You're going to, you're going to be willing to compromise with these things, regardless of whether or not other people want you to do so or not, whether, regardless of whether or not care about these things or not. You get what I'm saying? All these things are going to still be filtered through you being a tourist Libra dominant because you don't give a fuck about their values because you know all about values being a Venus Taurus person or Venus Libra person or whatever. You get what I'm saying? If you got Venus dominating, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. But even more so just in terms of back to decoration and art and things like that. The way you the way you present yourself, the way you present the things that you care about, the thing, the way that you present the things that you value, the way that you present the things that give you a sense of self-esteem are all going to be equated and filtered through wherever your Venus signs are. So the way you decorate your room, the way you organize your car. Organization is a little bit more of Mercury, but the way your car looks, I should say, on the inside and outside, the way you, de- do you have stickers on it. Is it tenant windows, et cetera, et cetera? All that is Venus. If you're a painter, the way you paint is going to be Venus. A lot of times, what you paint about is going to be Venus. Because, again, Venus is values. And whatever it is that you do creatively doesn't even have to be art. Whatever it is that you do creatively, you're go- you have no choice but to put your values into it. So if you work on cars, right... If you are a Taurus Venus, you value the senses. Like I said, you value sensual sensual pleasures. So with a Taurus Venus, you might value how good the seats feel a whole lot more than someone else just because of that sensual feeling, just because you care about that. So with someone who's working on cars with a Taurus Venus, the way you work on cars, you might go above and beyond to put the highest quality leather seats in that shit. You want to make sure that the fucking the radio system or the dashboard is the newest quality, like the up to date. You want to make sure there's the aux cord so you can listen to every type of music you want to. You want to make sure that the sound systems work. You want to make sure all these sensual things are in order, the, aka the things that you value being a Taurus Venus, sensual things, right? You're working on sensual things in the car. You're going to make sensual things in the car. Again, seats. What's that feeling? Again, music, sound system. What's that hearing? The way the car looks. What's that vision? That's how you're going to work with shit. Let's say you work on, what did I say earlier? Houses, right? If you're a Venus in Libra, okay, you value communication. You value relationships. So if you work on the houses, if you work on buildings, I should say, with a Libra of Venus, you might work on houses rather than working on office buildings because houses are more relatable than office buildings. You get what I'm saying? Because of that communal communal feeling that you get from a house. You know that a family is living in the house. You don't know who the fuck is living in the office building. You get what I'm saying? That's Libra shit. The, the relationship aspect. But even more so, with a, a Libra Venus and you working on houses, right? And you want to talk about Okay, well, how do you express your Venus aspects? Well, again, Venus representing values and Libra representing communication and relationships and things like that. If you're working on the houses, you're going to be more excited to work on things that deal with relationships. You're going to be more excited to work on the bedroom in that house. You're going to be more excited to work on the dining room in the house. You're going to be more excited to work on the living room in the house versus working on 
I don't know, the hallway or some shit like that. Because you care about the actual relationships within that presence. You get what I'm saying? All right, so let's say you got a Venus in Aries. My sun sign is Aries, so I think I could talk a little bit about this. And my mom has a Venus in Aries, so I might talk a little bit about this, maybe. But I know all about Aries energy, and Aries is the one that goes head first. They don't really think about their actions, they just fucking go. So that can be equated to random shit, spontaneity. Uh, it can be equated to doing things very fast, fast-paced. Because what happens if you go head first to things? That means you didn't take time to think about it. So you go head first into things. You go fast. You don't take time to actually practically situate yourself sometimes. You can count on an Aries to jump off a cliff without actually looking down to see how big that cliff is in the first place. Just because they felt like jumping off a cliff. That's Aries shit. So with Venus in Aries, that means you value that energy. You value going head first. You value doing things fast. You value not... Worrying about the details and just getting shit done. So, with a Venus and Aries, no matter what you're doing, you're going to be the type of person who probably doesn't necessarily like to go over the small details of everything. You probably are someone who would just rather just, just go out. You don't really want to have examples. You'd rather be the example and learn from your own mistakes. That's Venus. That's Aries in itself. I can talk about this. You can tell me all of the mistakes that I'm about to make in this whatever action that I'm about to do. But if I genuinely feel like you don't know what the fuck you're going to talk about, or you don't know what you're talking about, I'm going to make every single one of those mistakes just to see if you are right or wrong. And not only that, sometimes I'll put myself into a situation to make the same mistake you did just to see if I can avoid that mistake or go about it in a different way than you. Because Aries, Aries is the sign of perception. Aries is the I am house, the first house. The, the, it represents the face, the eyes. On your body So a lot of time Aries feel like They see shit that you don't So even if you tell them All the things that are right They're gonna feel like They see something In what you saying That you don't see And that's how they Sometimes feel like They right Even if they not right So again Venus and Aries You can be doing Everything by the book Or not by the book It doesn't matter But the only thing You care about Is not the details the only thing you care about it's not how good it looks. The only thing you care about is fucking getting it done and getting it done fast. That's what Aries represents. So if you, let's say, go back to building houses and working on cars. With someone with a Venus and Aries who is working on cars, you value fast shit. So you're probably going to be more excited to work on fast cars. You're probably going to be more inclined to work on fast cars than someone coming in with a four-door sedan or some shit. You won't be excited to do that. You're probably going to be the type of person to Tell someone else to work on their car and wait around until you see a fast foreign car or some shit. Or, with a Venus and Aries, you can be the type of person who works on cars and never learned anything from the book. You did everything by example. You learned all of your knowledge from trial and error. With a Venus and Aries, you type of person who, whatever your art is, you know that because you made so much fucking mistakes in that area. Not because someone told you, but because you learned from personal experience. That's one thing Aries knows a lot about, making mistakes and figuring it out themselves. Another thing with Venus and Aries, going back to that example, the way you might have learned how to work on cars is from actually working on your own car. You probably didn't go to school to, to, to learn how to become, become a mechanic. Nine times out of ten, you just seen someone else doing that shit, probably got inspired 
went home, started working on your car, fucked some shit up, and then learned how to work on that, and then kept going from there. So Venus and Aries, you can count on the Venus Aries to chop the instruction manual and just do the shit themselves. With a, with a house example, the way you might express your creativity with a Venus and Aries is you might be the person who finishes a room faster than everyone else. Like, everyone is working on a particular room in the house. You might be working on the kitchen. Someone else working on the bedroom. Someone else working on the living room. Y'all all started at the same time. With you being a Venus in Aries, especially if you got a sun sign in Aries, you might be the person who finishes the room faster than everyone else. Or you might be the person who comes close to finishing the room faster than everyone else at the very least. And if it's none of that, right, Aries values just getting things done, going ahead first, right? So let's say you don't finish first, right? Sometimes Aries don't finish at all. Sometimes they they get deterred in the middle track, right? So let's say you don't finish first. Let's say you don't finish at all. When it comes to building that that house, right? With a Venus and Aries, you're still going to express yourself in a way of being aggressive, passionate, um, sometimes over the top. So even if you don't finish that house and even if you don't finish that room first, you're going to be aggressive in the way you work on that room. That doesn't mean you're going to be throwing shit all over the, all over the place, but you're going to be working very fast. You're going to be very spontaneous, very sporadic. In your movements, in the way you create. If you paint with a Venus and Aries, you're gonna paint very fast. You're gonna paint very sporadic, sometimes randomly. You're gonna, you're just gonna go fast and head first. In other words, right? So again, where your Venus is in terms of the houses and the signs represents how your Venus is actually going to be played out. But regardless of all of that, whether you're an artist or not. Venus represents art because it represents the things that you value. It represents the things that you care about. It represents the things that you are willing to compromise with. It represents the things that you are willing to relate to yourself and others. And that is exactly what art is. And that is exactly what Venus is. So throughout all of your relationships and throughout all of your compromises, remember to value your own perspective.